They walk around with guns. Drug dealers going around with guns. Really? Caesar, you're from here, right? You're born here? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> How's your daughter handling? Let me know who you're ready. You are not going to school. Uh, you know, she's fine. What grade? Oh, she's out of high school? Yeah. Wow. She found a job, so I didn't realize she was out of high school. That was fast. Which school, uh, college are you going to? Nice. I am? Absolutely. Is that a joke? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. You can get involved by calling 888-7753-773 or go to our chat line and uh, I can answer your question. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hi, y'all. Amazing. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about, but first I want to talk about the rallies. You know how they have these political rallies right now, and people start to kill one another. My suggestion is that you don't go to those rallies anymore. Do what you want, of course, because it's all ego now on both sides. And I would suggest that you encourage people to go vote, but not go to the rallies anymore. It's too risky. It's not worth it. Anybody disagree with that? No? Oh, good. I called Samuel last night and told him I, I suggest you not go because he wasn't no tough Mexicans. And he think he could whoop everybody at the rally, right? <laughs> he think the Antifa is afraid of him. <laughs> He's like, I got in one of the guy's faces, right? Yeah, I did, but See? I'm, not, I'm not a troublemaker. Like, oh. I like to troll people. See, it's all ego on both sides. Oh, yeah, but I don't, I'm not, like, I don't get angry. I don't try to fight. <laughs> I don't get angry either, but I'm not going to a rally. It's just not worth it now. You know, every time you look around, somebody's been shot or stabbed or, or, so just go vote. All right? Yes. Do you mean, like, specifically political rallies? Or right. So there was, like, a rally... Uh, protesting the COVID lockdown or something like that, that's a different story then, right? Oh, that's a good question, man. Huh. I forgot uh, about those kind of rallies. Right. Are they fighting at, at the Chinese rallies too? I don't think so. I don't think so, not, not that I've heard of. Yeah, it's more the political thing, I think. Like yeah. So. We're definitely political thing. Right. I'm not sure about the Chinese rally. Where do they have the Chinese rallies? Because I've not heard of one. Uh, all over the world. I mean, in this city. Ah, I'm not sure if they've had anything in L.A., actually. Oh, okay, yeah, well, I've heard everything. Yeah, my friends did something very small, not a lot of people came. Right. But it was protesting the lockdown, recall Gavin Newsom, all that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but definitely not the, uh What do you think about that, TJ? You still going to go? No, I haven't been gone. Oh, yeah? Oh, you have not? Oh, okay. All right, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You have not gone. Any questions about anything? No? 
Okay. Uh, no, Raymond. Every time I ask him a question, you're the first one to raise your hand. What do you want, man? And then you go to sleep. <laughs> I just want to let you know that in a couple of days, it'll be Columbus Day. And, it, and I was just wondering how people will react to him now. Uh, now I know we have flawed here, uh, heroes, but it's how people react to these, uh, these Well, I don't heroes. want to get into the political stuff right now. So put your head down and go to sleep. <laughs> so last week, um, uh, Caesar, can you pull up Corinthians 11, 14? And, yeah, 1 Corinthians. Because nobody brought the Bible, right? I did. Oh, good. One good Christian man. <laughs> can you read uh, 1 Corinthians eleven fourteen? Did you find it, Caesar? Will you pull up pull up eleven fifteen first Corinthians? So you know last week we talked about the hair. Remember that? <laughs> and a lot of these guys like to wear those little bone things like a girl. And I, I personally don't think that men should do that. But do what you want, it's not personal. And so I found this in the Bible. I thought I had read it before. And so we found it again. So what's your name, your first name? Matt. 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 Mac, like the computer. Oh, Matt, computer. All right. Read uh, 1 Corinthians eleven fourteen. Mac. Does not the very nature of things teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a disgrace to him? I'll rest my case. <laughs> I rest my case. My case is rested. Because you look at these guys with the long hair, and they just look feminine. You know, even with the muscles. They just look like a girl with muscles. But yes, sir. He had his hand over there. Thank you, Mac. Oh, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's the, like the full context of that? Oh, you have hair like that? Yeah. <laughs> You have a ball in the back. Ooh, beta. Oh. <laughs> so what was it like getting up this morning, rolling that up? Did what it feel it like? soft and pretty? <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel manly or girly? Uh, I just felt like myself. Ooh, girly, huh? <laughs> you know? um, the reason for it, because men represent God on earth. They're his sons. And they represent Christ, so they're like the example of what the rest of the world will become. Mm-hmm. And but nowadays, men are under attack. Boys and men are under attack, and so you see more soft, feminine men taking on the woman's way rather than the other way around. And I see a lot of guys wearing their hair like a woman now, and so it just got my attention. But if you want to wear it, no problem. So, uh, what would be Jesus's excuse for having long hair? He didn't, oh, Jesus didn't have long hair. Oh, he didn't? No, he had an afro. <laughs> <laughs> he had a round fro. <laughs> That's what the Bible said, though. He didn't say afro, but he had um, curly, tight hair. But the, the Jesus that you see on TV is not the real deal. Uh, okay. All right? That's just a white man trying to play Jesus. <laughs> But if you want to wear it, so like when you go out on a date, do you take it down? Will your woman take her down? 
<laughs> when, she, when she puts it down. So, but you can wear it. How did you come to wear one? How did I? What made you start wearing a, uh, what do you call it, that thing back there? Man, 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 man bun? Yes. That's what they call it for real? Well, I don't call it anything. I just call it my hair. <laughs> but don't take it off, all right? Okay. Just don't let your son see you with it. Say that again? Don't let your son and your daughter see you wearing it. <laughs> all, right. all right? Any questions about that? No. Okay, so read First uh, Corinthians eleven fifteen. And isn't long hair a woman's pride and joy? For it has been given to her as a covering. Ooh. <laughs> Did you understand that? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, read it again. <laughs> and isn't long hair a woman's pride and joy? For it has been given to her as a covering. So Allah has a woman's pride and joy. It's been given to her as a covenant. Covering. 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 That's why I don't like these black women with little nappy hair that froze. They don't look right with that. <laughs> they look right with pretty long hair. But go ahead. Um, but at one point, you're born without hair, and then you grow it out. So what's the difference? What? What's the difference if your hair is a certain length or a little bit longer? You said at one point, you're a, born a, without hair. A woman's hair. born without any hair. Right, so you can't ball it up if you don't have it. But it grows, it grows out over time. Right. So it's not, it's not something that's given. You're not given long hair when you're born. You're born bald. Right. So. I don't understand that point. I don't understand. Because when you have a father, he makes sure you get a haircut as it's growing out. But the mother braided it up or put it into a ponytail. I guess what I struggle with was what does hair have to do with. with it makes uh, a woman look pretty. And it makes a man look ashamed. Based on what, though? On the word. <laughs> it's in the word. No, but where? It's just that men look soft with long hair. I mean, with ponytails. I don't mind. I mean, I don't mind. Either way, but if you just wear it down, you'll look like Jesus. But if you ball it up, you look like Mary. The mother of Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm playing with you. Yes, sir. Not everybody is born without hair. My daughter had a full head of hair when she was born. When she popped out of the mother womb? Uh-huh. She already had hair? Hair. How long has she been in there? <laughs> she must have went past nine months. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I was wondering on that on that note with uh, the, the long hair, a few things. Di- it's funny that we're having this conversation with men about long hair. <laughs> in the good old days, it would never happen. We were automatic no. Yes. Did, what, how did they How did they deal with hair back in Jesus' time? You know, as far as barber shop or you know, didn't everybody just grow their hair because it grew? I have no idea. I wasn't around, so I'm not sure. I think everybody had nappy hair. I'm, I'm just wondering. Cause I Even though Jesus was a Jew, he had a fro. They cut hair and shaved and all 
Back then? Oh, they did it back then, too. Yeah, they, uh, I was just told they cut it even in Jesus' days. They took soap and water and put it on and got it off. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, oh, well, first I want to say uh, this is my first time here. Oh, welcome, man. Yeah, What's I'm your name? Julian. Hey, Julian. I'm from uh, North Carolina. Right on. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you look like my cousin, Eugene. Somebody always say I look like somebody. There. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm always someone's brother, someone's cousin. Your someone's daddy was a rolling stone. <laughs> yeah. He was. <laughs> He was. He well, was. thanks for coming, man. No problem. And I've been watching you for, um, honestly, yeah, I would say post, post-quarantine post or post-COVID. And then quarantine, I started watching you. Right on. And uh, so I had already, I have family in L.A. So when I came to visit, I was like, I got to come here. That's right. <laughs> I got to come here. That's amazing. Um, but one point I wanted to make on the hair thing, I think a lot of times people, uh, for, I, I guess the argument to be made is always, it always goes back to King, no, not King Tom. What's the guy who had the long hair and the strength? What's Samson. Samson, yeah, that guy, that guy. So they always use that as like, oh, you know, you shouldn't cut your, you know, the dreadlock community, they're like, you shouldn't cut your hair, and this is your strength, and all this and that. So I just want to know what your take is on that. On what now? On the idea of, like, having long dreadlocks or have, for men having long hair. I never, I, when I see the black guys wearing the, the dreadlocks now, it's just they're taking on the identity of the black woman. Mm-hmm. They wear it comfortably. Um, I don't really think black women should wear it because it's too dry and it takes away the beauty, right? Yeah, and then and sometimes then, they let it get way too long. Yeah. Like the guys. They, then they get... try to say, oh, this is my natural hair. Yeah, right, right? <laughs> but the men should not wear it at all because they're taking on the woman's identity mm-hmm. and it's the man's responsibility to bring the woman into his world and she take on his mindset. But because the black men don't know it, they're now rolling up their hair, they're getting the long things, and they, it's a mess because the roles have switched. Yeah, and another See, thing. See, look how neat. Isn't that manly? His cut is manly. Who? Oh, mine? Yeah. Oh, I cut my own hair, you know. Nice. Uh, <laughs> um, We're we, we going to open up a barbershop next door? <laughs> I, got, I got you. I got you. I got you. Because, I've been cutting cut? hair since I was like 14, so I know what I'm doing. Right on. Uh, you a barber? Um, not you just got your own hair. Yeah, I just, I just, it was just something I started doing since I was like honestly thirteen. Right on. Um, and then I ended up cutting my uncle's and my dad's hair, so it's just like a skill that I had. Right on. But um, another thing is that something I I uh, just recently re- uh, realized was that like a lot of things. Just to caveat what he was saying about how hair just grows naturally, I I think that I don't know why we're made this way, but I feel like a lot of things that uh that we deal with as, as humans. It's almost like we're fighting against our own nature because I don't think something I heard you say, like our, our human nature isn't just inherently good. You know, right. it's it isn't we have to be taught to be good. We have to be we have to be shown how to be good um, through our way of life, not just letting it all hang out and just being all natural, our beastly selves. So that's just something that I kind of uh, realize as well. Right on, man. Uh, and if, if we have fathers, if men have fathers, they would naturally know that because they would do what he does. But because men don't have fathers nowadays, they're fathering the mother instead. So they're taking our, her ways. Yeah, and I think that's true also because even if your dad isn't in your life, I think your, the idea that you have of your father is what is, is most important. Yeah. Because if you can see yourself as your dad, 
then I feel like you can go through uh, go through life uh, with a more upright view. Because right. even me, my dad wasn't Absolutely. in my life, but I've always loved my dad, and he's not perfect. But I just never hated him. Yeah, so. adults. I mean, uh, children don't hate the fathers. They, they yearn for the fathers. They love their fathers. Yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. And my mom, she talks shit about my dad all the time, but it just never. It she talked what? I mean, she talked junk about my dad. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 27. Millennials. <laughs> Amazing. But it just never, never really changed how I, I, yeah, never really changed how I viewed them. Right on. So, nice, man. Yeah. Well, welcome to California. How long gonna be here? Um, until tomorrow, actually. Oh, yeah, good, man. I've been in, I've been in Vegas for like a week, and then I came here for a couple of days. Did you win any money? I don't gamble because I don't want to. I don't want to lose, so it's like I'm good. On I'm that. the same way. Yeah. I, don't, I hate losing a penny. I hate losing. And then when I'm walking down the road, if I see a penny on the ground, I pick it up. <laughs> I'll go spend money on clothes and, like, things I don't need. But when it comes to gambling, like, I don't want Yeah, me either. I can't stand yeah, that. Good, I, man. Yeah, I'm not going to pay you if I lose. It's just not going to happen. You're going to be a good businessman. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah, if I you act- can make a penny work, you can do it. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I started a, um, a finance, uh, I do, like, credit repair, too. Right on. So I started that while I was in um, quarantine just for, like, some extra cash. Nice. Things like that, so. Well, keep it up, man. Yeah. I do want to encourage you, guys and ladies, you should be saving your money. And then, because everybody leaving California now, so when they leave, you can buy all the land up. And then when they come back, you'll own the land. Because they're coming back. Things have to change. They're going to get better. And when they come back, you own all the land. You can rent it to the liberals and raise the rent. <laughs> so keep your eyes open. Save your money, all right? Save your money. Amazing. Anything else? Is this your first time here? Oh, good. Do you mind talking? May I ask you? Because some people are afraid to come. They think I'll call on them. Um, How did you hear about it? What's your name? Lori. Lori. Any questions or anything? Not in particular. Just watched you with my husband on TV. Oh, that's your husband? (laughs) Yes, sir. Matt is your husband? Yes, sir. And these are your kids? Yes. Nice. This is Caitlin, and this is Montgomery. He likes to say, amazing. <laughs> hey Montgomery, I'm from Alabama too. Look up. Don't be shy. Amazing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh man. Any questions about anything? Um I think with these hard times, maybe not just a question, just that um just coming to Jesus, coming closer with the Lord is really eye-opening, you know, yeah. diving into the Bible and seeing things for what they are and, you know, with all this evil in the world, we know it's that. crazy, huh? It's amazing. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> with uh, God's love, we can all make it. And, yeah. You know. Do you obey your husband? Yes, sir. Is he alpha or beta? Oh, he's an alpha. <laughs> right on. Yes, sir. And what made him, him an alpha? Let's act like he's not in the room. <laughs> Let's no, he's, he's always with me. He's my husband. He's, he's always very, with you. Oh, yeah. Sound like Jesus. <laughs> he's below Jesus, but right on. <laughs> he's a strong believer. He's a, a strong, strong man. He's taken a lot of evil in right the world on. ever since he was a baby, and uh, I admire him a lot. Good. He's, he's taken on two kids that weren't biologically his, and uh, oh, amazing. Yes, it is amazing. Not a not a men run from that, but. I would, too. <laughs> you have any kids? Yes, I have, too. Okay, nice meeting. <laughs> I wish you well. Thank no, you. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Matt, any questions about anything? 
No. Where are you from? I'm from Garden Grove. Oh, okay. So you're here. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I was thinking about life. Um, I remember when I was a kid, and I would hear these things about if you believe in God, then life is supposed to be good. You can have an amazing life on, on earth. And so when I was a kid, I used to say to myself, wow, I would love to be a son of God on earth so I can see what it's like to live as a son of God on earth. I don't want to wait till I get to heaven if I go. And so I now have a taste of what it's like to live. And I was reflecting on this this weekend. What, it, what it's like to live as a son of God on earth. And it's so amazing that there are no words to express. And so I'm going to try to express it. Number one is that uh, he really, I mean, it's like just being. You have no stress, no worry. You can see yourself as you really are, and you don't hate what you see. But it also corrects yourself when you see it. Um, he provides for you out of nowhere. And just things are amazing how things will come as you need them. What the? <laughs> White people. <laughs> White privilege. You can go to a black church and let it fall ring. <laughs> no. Uh, what else? I was thinking about it. Um, it's like there are no words to express. It's like you're on the earth, you're, but you're not a part of what's happening around you. It's like all this stuff that's going on, people are freaking out, and you just don't feel a part of it. I remember I went to the post office the other day, and they have long lines of at the post office right now. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a Jewish holiday or something. And everybody have on masks, right? And you walk in there and you don't have a mask on, they look, like, they look at you like you have a disease. <laughs> and so you, you don't feel a part of them, right? It's like that, but in a sweet way, in a, a, a very amazing way. And it's interesting to have faith in, in someone a spirit, really, that you don't see in the physical. And I've heard people say, all things are possible through faith, and you can have faith. And I remember, you know, I think about sometimes running, how I run a business. I started a business. I had never went to school for, gone to school for a business. And, but for some reason, I can run it, and I realize I don't think ahead about it. I just do what's in front of me to do, meet the needs that need to be met, in that moment, in that day, because God is with you. And so you don't have to go to school if you believe in God and have no faith, I mean, have no doubt. Everything you want is already there, and his way of running life is totally different than the world's way. And I've heard that over and over again, but I can now see that it's totally true. The world has no idea what they're doing, none. And they're just repeating what someone told them. If you listen to the experts, they're as dumb as a doorknob. They would tell you, oh, if you want to run a business, you need a five-year plan. How do you know what you want in five years when you don't know what you need today? You just want to get started, right? Whereas God would say, get started. 
And then what happens when you're a son or daughter of God? You get to a point where you don't compare yourself to anyone. You don't try to be like anyone. You wish everybody well, but you're so, at, you're so okay with where you are and what you have and what you're doing. And in that, there's no stress at all. But in the world, everybody's trying to be like somebody. You know what I'm saying? They want to have what someone else has. They want to live where other people live, so they're not comfortable living their life. It's best to live your life. If you're riding a horse every day, be grateful for the horse because there's so much, it's so amazing to be that way. But he loves us more than what we can even ever imagine. You can't even imagine, you have to live it. And becoming a man is not something that another human being can cause for you. Even your father cannot make you be a man. He has to be a living example. And you look at him, and if he's of the father, the real you will grow into that spiritually. You will develop into what that is. And it's nothing like what you think it is. Even being a woman, it's nothing like what you can imagine it is. And men and women need fathers, and they need fathers that love what's right so they can be guided by their spirit. But it's just amazing how it is. My life is, and I was thinking about like, wow, my life is so amazing. But it's not based on the material thing that I have, even though I'm grateful for that. Because you need that on earth, right? But it's based on belonging to him, really, and how he take care of me from within. And I want to just encourage you, do the silent prayer. Let the anger go. And when people speak, let it go in one ear and out the other one. And do not learn anything. That's why I understand why he said, let no man teach you. Because we do have a teacher within. We have the Holy Spirit within us. We really do. But most people never trust the Holy Spirit. And you can live a life of total faith. It's just that you got to come out of your imagination because that's where all doubt lives. When you can doubt every thought about everything, then you, you can't help but have faith. And in faith, all things are possible. And I used to wonder, how do you have faith? Because you hear the churches say, have faith in Jesus, right? And so you pretend like you have it, but as soon as something goes wrong or something happens to you, you freak out. But with faith, you don't freak out. You can't because of the way he is. It's just interesting. And I want, you to, I want to encourage you, it is real, it, but it's come from within. Do the silent prayer. Let all anger go, all bitterness go. There's not one reason to hold anything against anyone. Not one iota of a reason. Whatever you've gone through, whatever, because we have people who have been robbed, you know, whatever you've done, liars and been to prisons and rapists and whatever, right? Even for the ladies, even if ladies been molested or something, they're claiming that every day now. Uh, I was molested by my daddy. But it's no big deal. Don't make anything a big deal because if you don't resent the molester, you can overcome it because your body is going to heal and the only thing that keeps your spirit from healing is that you judge the molester. And the one thing we cannot do is judge one another because we all came from him. And when we judge one another, we're judging him. We're playing God. So you can deal with issues in the right way by not 
getting mad about them. The world tells you you have to be angry. You got to be motivated by anger. But that's only weakening you. But when you are motivated, are motivated by what is right, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, you can deal with all things. And you will not lose. It's going to be amazing. So do the silent prayer. Don't hold anything against anyone. Wish everybody well. My prayer for everyone is I wish you well. And that way, all things you can overcome and he'll take care of you. It's like you end up just being in the world and not of it. And the people, oh, and the people of the world, because Satan is their daddy, they think they're playing a trick on you or something. But you can see the trick that they're playing. You're like, what the? You can see where they're coming from. And they don't know you can see them. But you can literally see it, but you won't hate them. But if you're in a father state and someone trying to do you wrong, you're going to get mad and overreact, judge them, and it's all going to come back on you. Yes, sir. Uh, I have a question about um, silent prayer. Yes. Um, because I've heard you say that, you know, stay away from corporate prayer, you know, not to, to more pray by yourself. The, the, um, the I've been doing the silent yeah. prayer. You can do the hooping and hollering if you want. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But then when you calm down, do the silent prayer, and you'll see the right way to go. I've been doing the silent prayer, yeah. and um, I've been enjoying it. Uh, the question I have is more about what the Bible said, encourages us to pray without ceasing, right. you know, to continually in that mode. Can yes. you expound upon that more? When you do the silent prayer, you become separated from the not you because you're not those thoughts at all. They're not from you, and they're not from God. So you're separated from that. And in that way, you stay present with God because what Satan does is he needs to bring you out of the presence of God and he either makes you think about the past or the future and it doesn't exist. But when you do the silent prayer, you want to stay present with God, one mind with him. And that's what, this, that's what it means to pray without ceasing. You want to always be aware of his mindset instead of following Satan. Because whether we admit it or not, you only serve one or the other. And if anyone who are in their head are serving Satan, that's why there's no, no peace in there. But when you're out in the present, when you're out in the darkness in the present, it's perfect peace. Because I find myself more and more talking with him throughout my day um, and asking. Talking with who? With God. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you be saying? <laughs> What I be saying? I just asking questions like, okay, help me understand this because I remember oh. the thoughts are coming through my mind, yeah. and I'm like, okay, I'm. Do I supposed to do this or this? I'm like, okay, stop. Okay, <laughs> what 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 are you saying in this? You know, in the midst of it, uh, do that if you want. But if you stay with the silent prayer, you don't have to do that because you're gonna know you with him, and that he'll take care of you. You don't have. You don't need to worry about what to do, when to do it. You will see what to do and when to do it, really. But when you're talking, because if you're like, oh, God, you got a joint, and then Satan's going to say, yeah, right at the end of the corner. You know, you don't need to talk to him that way because you are a spirit. He is a spirit. And once you return to him, you become one with him, and all, you can already see what to do. And if you don't see what to do, you have the know-how to wait until you can see what to do. You don't, you're not in a hurry for anything. 
But if you get in your head, Satan will make you want to know, oh, what's next? What's this or that? I think it's more of the second about waiting for him. Yes. Um, because I want to understand his ways, his character, um, because I've so many years I've been filled the other way. Yes. Um, and so just asking him, the ask is more about, okay, I know you're going to work here, and let me help me understand that it's you, and then waiting. That makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes sense because that's what the, the church has been teaching. But just keep on asking. Do the silent prayer. Are you doing it every day? Yes, every morning and in the yeah. evening too. Yeah. So keep asking. Do the silent prayer, and eventually you won't ask anymore. You'll see that you don't need to. Okay, thank you. Because he's like God. You know what I'm saying? He's your, <laughs> he's your father. He's very smart, and he'll take care of you. Really, he, he'll let you know what to do, when to do it, and everything. What to say, all kinds of things. He, he'll just, you don't have to ask. But the, I think one of the reasons that we were taught that way is because the intellectuals, those that go to school or, or, or teach the Bible, they're as dumb as those that teach in universities. All they've done is read the Bible and quote it back to you and say this, interpreting what it means, and they don't realize that it's an intellectual interpretation because they have not entered into the kingdom. So that's why you're doing that. So keep doing it, but do the silent prayer, and eventually you'll find yourself not doing it. All right, thank Isn't you. Isn't that cool? Yes. His ways are so easy, it's, gonna, it's really going to blow your mind. But, but he'll take care of you. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yes, sir. I just had a question. Because um, you mentioned, I know you mentioned anger a lot. Yeah. Uh, and want, Rita, let me just say this. Rita, I tell you to go and forgive because once you go and forgive, he will forgive you. And from that point forward, he started teaching you all the ways. You don't necessarily need a human being to answer everything, right? Because he'll guide you. But go ahead. Yeah, so my question was, do you think that, like, anger, is that just something that we're taught or is that just something that just it's in all of us? That comes from uh, judging uh, when you resent your mother, you become like her. Spiritually, you take on the same, because the mother that has anger, Satan is her daddy, and so he's made a home in her, and he's messing with her mind and her emotions, and, and because she doesn't understand it, she'll pass it on to you as a kid, and because kids are not born that way unless they're born from a mother who was angry, uh, they are born with common sense. They're just looking around, yeah. they're seeing things, and they're wondering, and they're discovering, right? But then mama come along and tell you to go sit down, boy. Or she'll tell you to say hello when, when, when Uncle John come over, and you don't want to say hello. She'll say, say hello. She'll start teaching you everything. So you take on her ways. That's how you become angry, because you resent her. You become angry at the mother. And at that very moment, you become like her, turned away from your father. Yeah, that makes sense because um, I was already thinking, like, okay, I remember being, like, a child, right? And you know how when you're, like, a kid, you just kind of, like, just watch everything. You don't really have a reaction to what goes on around you. That's right. You're kind of just taught how to feel about things. That's like, right. Once you return to the Father, that's exactly what happened to you. You come back to that identity. It happened naturally, and it's mind-blowing. Right. And I remember that verse. Um, also, when I was a kid, I remember hearing that verse. Uh Forgive them for they 
don't know what they do or something like right. that, right? Absolutely. And I remember hearing that as a child thinking like, yeah, that makes sense because, you know, people are just people don't know what they're doing. They really don't. <laughs> and they so, have no idea. When I we you know, when I was in the fall estate, I didn't know either. I knew something was wrong though, but I didn't know how to overcome it. I can tell I was doing some things wrong, but at, at, I, no one told me how to overcome it. I would even ask different preachers, how do you overcome this, this and that. But they didn't have, oh, read the Bible. Everybody said, read the Bible, right? I, I read the Bible, and it didn't work. Yeah, but same. Because they just don't know. They can't help themselves. I didn't even, I was never into, like, the Bible or, like, really going to, like, church or nothing like that. Yeah. But I still felt that. I had a connection with a guy at a, at a young age, right? That's right. And then I remember just observing, like, churches, like, when I was young. I went to, we went to, like, Baptist church. It was, like, you know, the church with, like, loud music yes. and all that, right? And so I remember um, on my dad's side, it was, like, Church of Christ. So it was, like, more just orthodox, I guess, like, boring. Yeah. And then on my mom's side, it was, like, a party or something. Like, it was, like, a concert. It's the best party after a Saturday night party. <laughs> right. So I remember being a kid and watching people in, in church, you know, because I never used to talk a lot when I was a kid. I used to just watch a lot. So I was very silent. But I would watch people in church, and I would notice that, like, when the when they started beating on the drum, and, like, you know, the beat uh, starts hitting, then people would start, like, stomping and doing I'm like, is it the music or is it, like, the holy? Because I never, like, felt that. It was the music. I'm thinking, like, yeah, it had to be the music, hard right? times. Because as soon as they started beating on, like, the drum, next yeah. thing you know, they start stomping and and doing all type of crazy stuff. I'm like, these people are crazy. <laughs> I know white people used to come to this church I used to attend, and they would say, black people are really close to God. And I'm like, why do you say that? Because they can sing and they can dance in the church. I'm like, uh-uh, we got issues. Because <laughs> that music pull up your emotions. Yeah, very emotional. And, it may, you know, and the preacher whoop and holler and and then they start playing that organ thing. Mm. Now you want to boo-hoo. And, <laughs> and then they up there say, oh, he got the Holy Ghost. No, I got problems. <laughs> and that music making me feel sad about it. That's what that is. That's what I figured. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Is this your first time here? Yeah. Welcome, man. Thanks for coming. Any questions about anything or disagreements? What's your name? Chi. What? Chi. Like kimchi, but just chi. Chi, welcome, man. Yeah. Any questions or disagreement about? How did you find out about us? Oh, uh, these are my my new friends right here. <laughs> oh, your new friends. Yeah, I work I work uh grocery, and he was like security one night, and then we was uh after I got off, we was talking about the Lord, about the scriptures, right and, then he, and then he invited me here. This is brother. Are you a Christian? Uh, yeah. Like I read the Bible, and I believe in it. I'm sorry? Yeah. Like, I read the Bible and I believe yeah. in it. Any questions or disagreement about anything? Uh, I mean, I would, just ask, I would just ask him if this was church, because everyone was talking about, like, church like it was somewhere else. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it's church. It's the real deal, though. Yeah, I did. Um, I had a question, though. Okay. Um, uh, what is it? Because you were talking about, like, masks and stuff earlier. I'm sorry? Because you were talking about, like, face masks earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or or you were talking about, like, just going somewhere without your mask. Yeah, I, I went to, to the post office. Sometimes I go to the post office. Yeah. And there are, like, long lines of people waiting to be serviced there. Mm -hmm. And I walk in with no mask on, and they're, like, looking at me. Sometimes they yell at me, and I say, shut up. 
You don't have a right to say that to me. Yeah, I, would, I but just they wanted, treat you like you have a disease. No, yeah, I get that. I was um, but I wanted to ask you, like, why not put the mask on? Because it's too even hot. If, even if it's not like for you or anyone else, because even just working grocery, like I've. I've experienced, like, God's healing, supernatural healing. Like, God healed my back. I got hit by a car right. while I was walking. So when I read the scriptures, it's not really, it's not fake to me because it happened to me. It's not what, though? It's not fake to me, like like healing. It's a real deal. So I know that coronavirus, when it comes to, like, the Holy Spirit, there's no place for it. But when it comes to the people, like, I'm around, like, at the grocery store, like, even at first I was, I was hesitant to, like, put those things on because I knew I didn't need it but I saw how it affected like customers and my coworkers. like they were in fear they that. were in fear yeah like people yeah like, they are they're like in fear yeah people are in fear about those things I know does that make sense I mean if you know the truth it doesn't make sense right but what I was um constantly when I was there because I read Romans 14 it talks about you know those with stronger faith should put up with those with weaker faith and then yeah. they use this food as like that analogy, and Paul talks about how if eating meat will cause my brother to stumble, that I never eat meat again. So those things, although latex, like I don't have faith in latex, I don't have faith in like face masks, right. but I do look at people and whether their walk is in Christ or outside of Christ, just how that, because I've talked with many people across this time, but if I were to talk to them about Jesus, and I never had my mask on, it would just stumble them the whole way. They wouldn't hear any of my words. Amazing. That I was saying. When I see people with masks, I go, beta. <laughs> mm. And sometimes I see people riding down the road, they had a mask on. And sometimes they had the windows up. Hopefully they have the air conditioner on. But I'm like, beta. And sometimes I want to wind the window down and ask them, what's wrong with you? Do you really believe it's that serious? How do you ride in your car by yourself with the mask on and the window up? I'm like, are you on pot? You're not supposed to have that kind of fear. But people do have it. A lot of people have it. All in the name of Jesus. Do you wear a mask at work? Yeah, I have to. Yeah, you have to, right? Yeah. And I, I understand you should do what the company requires. You're doing the right thing. Do you wear it outside, too? Oh, when I go places, yeah. So, like, when you on your way there or after you get there? Uh, yeah, when I'm on the way there, if there's, like, people walking, like, on the sidewalk, then I put it on. Just out of, like, courtesy, basically. Courtesy to who? To them. Really? Yeah, I mean, because when you look at Romans 14, we know Roman, Rome, like, Book oh, okay. of Romans, chapter right. 14. And yeah. Paul, he's the one that tells us for a whole chapter about food. And he himself says, if eating meat causes my brother to stumble, then I'll never eat meat again. But Where's he knows. Paul now? Mm -hmm. What you Where, said? Where's Paul now? Oh, where's Paul now? I mean, you should be with the Lord now. <laughs> I rest my case. See, if he had meat, he would be around. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but what he was teaching was, you know, our freedoms. Right. You and know, I'm not going to let anyone make me do all that and take away my freedom. That's fair. I just wanted to bring because that up. Because the, the people were telling you to wear the mask, if you had a camera set up around them, they wouldn't have their mask on. You hear about that? Did y'all hear about that? Uh, the government is not wearing masks. 
I'm like, what the? They going to get their hair done. They're working out at the gym. They're traveling with no mask. But the poor people, because they are afraid, they'll walk around jogging in the 90 degrees and a mask. Everybody knows the sun will kill it. Right? You know, fresh air, sunshine. You don't need it outside, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, if you're going into someone's private business, or if you go into their home and they say, okay, I want you to have it on, if you want to go in, you should respect what they want. But outside, you own the world. They don't own the world. You own the sun. They don't own that. All right? Okay. Yes, sir. Oh, so because I have. Oh, yeah, then right here. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you had your hair? I thought I saw a hair. Thank you, Ma- thank you, Mama. <laughs> One thing about Mama, Mama looking around the room, make sure all her chillers are taken care of. Yes. Oh, I, yes, sir. I think, I think that's a good verse that uh, the young man brought up there uh, about not causing our, our brothers and sisters to stumble and... The way I kind of see that around the mask issue is that uh, not it's not important that I prevent uh, someone close to me having a moment of fear right. with me not having my mask on because yeah. that's ungodly, in my opinion, for them to have fear. But it's more ungodly what's going on in the culture of complying with the government and, and with the tyranny that some people might feel is happening. Yeah. And if we are wearing the mask all the time then we're encouraging everybody else to do the same and to follow along in that's something right. that's ungodly. So. Yeah, I totally agree. Nice. Oh, sorry. Let me take this young lady, because I did see her hand and it left my mind, and then I come to you. The young lady, yeah. And then I have a biblical, another question that occurred to me. Yes. Um, this is not related to the mask, that's but... Right. Um, I just wanted to know what is your take on support groups when something traumatic happens in your life and they always, you know, they do support groups to talk with people that has gone through the same things and stuff like that. Support groups that gone through the same thing that you've gone through? Yeah, like something traumatic happened in your life. Right. They just create these support groups. I wouldn't go if I were you because yeah. all they're going to do is make you feel worse. That's what I was thinking because they... They asked me for that. They told me that, and I was like, I don't know. Like, I need to, like, think about it because... No, I wouldn't. I mean, do what you want, but they're just educated fools. They have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, you know well, that's it. Yeah, no. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Because you have a... If you, I know people who've gone to drug and alcoholic programs, and they're like an alcoholic the rest of their life. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. I've been in a program for 30 years. <laughs> this is my reminder. I have to call Larry every morning. And if I can catch him not drunk, he can help me. <laughs> <laughs> we have a greater source in us, and he would take care of us. Yes, sir. Oh, take it. Yes. Um, you mind if I read a verse in relation to face masks? Yes. The Bible directly... Uh, it, it talks about masks. And so Amazing. In, in 2 Corinthians uh, verse 3, 12 through 
18, it says, Therefore, since we have such hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull, for, the, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ it is taken away. Yeah. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. That's deep. It sounds, that is deep. It sounds like, uh, since as Christians, we've removed the veil from our hearts because we accepted the Messiah. And when you're we also, born of the Spirit, you will remove it. Yeah. It will be removed. And Absolutely. We, yeah, and we should remove a veil over our face to because we are the image of God, our literal face, and so we should represent that. So let Satan children wear the mask so we can identify them. But we take them off so they can identify us. Isn't that amazing? Nice, nice scripture, man. Amazing. Yes, James. That's deep. What was that? Right on. Okay. I have some callers and I have some online questions. Uh, first, Creole TJ um, gave a super chat and asked, my parents passed away. I can't forgive them now. How do I get to know myself? Are they on the line? No. Oh. Super, this is a super chat. Do the silent prayer and just you uh, get to see what's going on within you and you will see that you can't help yourself. You do things that you don't want to do. And sometimes you don't do the things you want to do. Well, the same thing was going on with your parents. And since they're dead, that will cause you to forgive them. All right? Just knowing thyself will cause you to forgive your parents. That's all the way you can do it. All right? Good question. And Robert C. asks, Jesse, would it be fair for me to live in an apartment owned by my parents if I'm not paying any rent? No. Pay rent. You could stay in there, but pay something. Otherwise, your mama going to own you. And guys, let me tell you all this. Poor guys. But no, make sure you pay something. Pay for the rent or pay on the gas bill and put a padded lock on your door so your mama can't come in. Don't give your mama a key to your house, all right, because she'll live there. Um, guys. Lord, have mercy. How do I say this? <laughs> Don't take money from women. Unless it's your wife and you guys are working together. But when you're dating, be independent. Don't let their parents buy for you. and Don't go live with the girl. The man has to be independent. Even though he's tempted to take the money, don't take it. All right? You said, that's all right, thank you. Get two or three jobs, whatever it takes. But you got to set that tone so that, the, because, so that the woman can see the right way to go. Because once she gives to you, she owns you. Because let's say that you, down the road you decide, I don't want to be with you anymore. Well, you have to be with me. My mama gave you money. I took care of you. Don't do it, guys. That's so weird to me. All right? 
Don't take the woman money. Don't move in with her. Make your own way. And if it's something that you can't do, don't do it. If they want to take a trip, let them take a trip. If you can't afford to take your own trip, stay home and play video games or something. But don't go. That makes sense? Because the woman needs a man to be strong, be right, and do the right thing. And so when she's tempting you with those opportunities, it's not good. That's buying you. That's owning you. All right, guys? I don't know what's wrong with y'all. We need Jesus. But don't do it, guys. And these parents who are allowing their kids to lay up with one another in their homes and all that are no good parents. They don't love their kids. They don't love what's right. They don't love you. A parent should never let a kid, adult or kid, come home with a man or a woman and sleep in their bedroom and have sex because they may do it in the car. That's dumb. So cut it out. All right? So I saw, oh, I saw there first. No. Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> the white man. It's hard on the black man in America. Dark side Do of the... Do you know who that is? That's James Hayes. That's right. How do you know that's him? I watched it. And how about the hair? <laughs> the good hair. Sometimes James come in with their hair and it's sticking straight out. I'm like, what happened to your hair? And he'll do that. <laughs> and it fall in place. Okay. Dark side, <laughs> last quick one. We have a line, lines are full, but Dark Side of the Bear Wet gave a diamond and on DLive and said, rest in peace to streamer and JLP fam Shallot. God rest your soul. I guess he was a 28-year-old fan of yours who... Somehow they found out that he died. Oh, okay. He had problems. Rest in peace. Amazing. So um, I have a caller, Roy, in Austin, Texas. He says he still has anger after forgiving and wants advice. Roy. Roy, welcome to church. Hey, Jesse. How are you, man? All this well, sir. Thanks for calling. Great. Uh, I need your help. Okay. Can I ask you something if that's fine? Yes, sir. Uh, so you've helped me in the past to resolve, you know, issues with my parents, and I'm much happier now. Yes. It's behind me. I live independently. But I, how you never plan out things. Everything just happens for you. Yeah. And recently I've been thinking a lot about the future, and that's actually causing me a lot of tension, and I can actually feel the fear <laughs> in my belly. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's, so I'm I'm good with the past. Um, I, I feel I've done a good job at that. But concerning my future, I just feel myself always making plans like one week or two weeks ahead. Right. And I always hear you say that you, you never do that. You just let things come to you. So I, if you could just elaborate on how you how so you, you worried, achieve that. So you're worried about the future now? I am, yes. <laughs> and where where is the future? Beg your pardon? Where is it? I mean, it's not here yet. So why worry okay, about I'll, something that's not here? I, I'll give you So I'm, I'm 29 now. I've been working since I've been But listen, I never had what's it. his name? Roy, why are you worried about something that's not here? Uh, well, if I don't work, then I don't eat. And I'm 
I fear, I fear something happening at my work that might, so these, exactly, so that's, that's what I mean, these pops are coming up. <laughs> and, uh, what do you say? What? Oh, Roy, stay out of your thoughts. It's a setup. All right? All thoughts are lies about tomorrow and about yesterday. So let it go. Hmm. All thoughts are lies, Roy. Doubt every thought. I see. I see. But how do you manage it when you say that you never plan for the future? I never plan. Just comes to you? Like, yes. How does that even happen? Like, don't you plan your meetings out with, say, Nick or James or your next day meetings? Don't you have to plan for that? For no, I just oh. yell at them if they're late. <laughs> <laughs> or if they haven't done their job. But if I'm going to have a meeting and I need to be in a meeting at 9 o'clock, I'll write that down or I know I need to be there. But that's not planning my future. It's just I got to be there and I'll be there. But that's about it. I see. I see. But doubt yeah. every thought. Are you doing a silent prayer, Roy? Uh, I'm listening to the silent prayer. I Suffer. I, I, <laughs> Suffer and die. Sir, Isn't that amazing? People don't do the prayer. I do the sinner's prayer, the Jesus prayer. What? But I, I've listened to your silent prayer, and I, and I think it's amazing. So do the silent prayer. And what, did he say he, he does another prayer? Yeah, the prayer? Okay, do the Jesus prayer and do the silent prayer. And you'll be fine because no such thing as a future or a past, Roy. All you have is now. It's a setup from Satan. Wow. Yeah, I do feel more at peace now. And I'm just so grateful, you know, to be talking to you right at this moment. Right on. It's, uh, it is amazing. <laughs> like you... Like you always say. Yeah, just do the silent prayer. Doubt every thought, Roy. It'll be amazing, all right? Yeah. All right. Uh, can, I, can I go into it a bit deeper? Like, tell you about this thought that I've been having? Com did he say comfort he's having? Okay, yeah, go ahead. If you want to. Okay, so. I hope it ain't yeah, dirty. I do, I do want to, because you've helped me in the past, and I, I think you can give me some wisdom here as well like I, i've been having issues with uh my supervisor yes is it a woman I've had other jobs in the past but i never had a problem like this with anyone is it a male I, or female I, I don't think i don't I, roy pardon me is it a male yeah. or female supervisor it's male it's male go ahead yeah so i never had issues like this before yes so I don't believe it's me. It's just part of life. Sometimes things happen, and the employee and the company, they have to part ways. They have to go their separate ways. Yeah. So I feel like I'm at that point now. But because I've resigned, because I just, it was getting too toxic, I gave them the resignation letter. And uh, so this, this thing is actually making me think about the future now. But if I'm going to get... A similar job that's going to pay me as much. Oh, I see. Or what's going to happen? It's going to. I'm spiraling out of control. Like it's. <laughs> so, Roy. So, if I hear you right, you're having a problem with a supervisor. Seem like things are getting bad, and you may have to leave. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's Roy, right. in this in this moment, relax in the time of trouble too. So, don't think about leaving. 
just deal with this issue without becoming angry. Don't worry about any yeah. of that stuff. This is the time for you to grow even more so, and you will see that God is with you. So just see it through and see what happens. Yeah. It would be wonderful if I could set up my own business like you did, so I never have to worry about another supervisor. You know, I've thought about that. But even when you have your own business, there's, you still deal with people, so you got to know this time is teaching you how to do that. So just relax in the time of trouble. You'll be fine. Don't freak out. Okay. And don't okay. listen to your thanks, thoughts. Thanks, Jesse. Don't listen to your thoughts, thanks, all right? Right. Uh, yeah, I don't, and I, and I try not to, but this recent thing, it just, you know, I don't know, it triggered something in me. Well, like do, I, this, do the silent I, prayer. It, You'll make weird. it through. You need to be still through all things. Like, I don't have anger anymore, thanks to you, Jesse, but I still have fear about the future. That's also beta. But you, you can't know, have fear if you're in your head. I mean, if you're out, out of your thoughts. No such thing as fear. I see. Well, thanks, Jesse. I don't want to take too much of your time. I, you All really right. helped me, and please uh, keep me in your prayers. I will. And, uh, I think I'll be fine. All right. And do this side of the prayer, all right? I will do, Jesse. I'll, I'll do that. Okay, buddy. Thanks, man. All right. He making me do two. <laughs> All right. Octavio in California, I may be mispronouncing his name, has, is having trouble dealing with emotions and anger. Octavio. <laughs> Let me just tell you this about thoughts that I've discovered, and then I'll tell you, Octavio. Okay. Uh, the more you become aware of thoughts, because they're not your own, they're not from God, eventually they get further and further away from you. When you first wake up, they're all crowded right on you, right? Because you've been living with them. But once you wake up, they start to get further and further and further and further and further away from you until eventually they are no issue anymore. Uh, I've been doing it now for 30 years, and I didn't notice. But I notice now I rarely get into thoughts, if at all. But if I do, I can see it right away, and it's gone. So they do grow away from you. You come out of the darkness into the light. It will happen, so just be patient, all right? And if you have fear or anything, just know you're in your head. And just relax, and it'll pass. But you will get further and further because the darkness cannot handle the light. So they get away. Yes, uh, oh. No, I think I saw here first, right? Oh, and then I come to the black guy. <laughs> With a nice haircut. <laughs> Say his name. Is it Octavia or Octavia? Is it Octavia or Octavia? Octavia. Okay, welcome to church. Hello, good morning, Jesse. How are you doing? All is well, sir. I was just calling because, um, you know, I've been doing the silent prayer. I've been listening to you for the last couple months. And, you know, I feel like I've gotten better as far as my anger. Because I feel like I have anger where I, you know, I could just lash out and, you know, I feel like I hurt the hurt people that are around me the closest, the most. Yes. Specifically my parents. Yeah. And I just basically wanted to get past that. And, you know, I, I just feel like whenever we get in little arguments, fights, 
it's me that blows it out of proportion. And, you know, I, I don't talk to them. I don't want to pick up their phone calls. Like, we live together, and, and I, like, I'll, I'll do my best to, like, try to avoid them in the house, and I just think it's ridiculous. And, you know, I, I'm just trying to get past it, and, and I want to, and I know I've been listening to you, and I understand everything you say as far as forgiveness and going to your mother and forgiving, but I, I just feel in a way, like, I guess fear, I guess, of her. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I remember a show a while ago, you said, you know, guys will do anything, but, but, you know, won't face their mom. And I, I, I feel like I, I fall into that yeah. category. You know, I, I'd fight a hundred men before I, I, you know, say something to, <laughs> to so my mom like that. He'll and fight a hundred men before he deal with one woman. <laughs> you know, that's a bad mama jamma. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? A hundred men. I won't fight a hundred men, <laughs> even in the light. Um, are you are you living with them? Yes, I live with my parents. How old are you? I'm 25. Well, no wonder. Why are you living with them? Uh, I've been living with my parents because they, you know, they're, I'm I'm his, I'm Mexican and. He said uh, he's, I think it's, it's something really weird in our, you know, traditional culture where, oh. you know, the, the, the boy doesn't leave the, or like the, the woman doesn't leave the house. And, and we also have a family business and I pretty much, am, you know, am, am in the path of t- taking over and, you know, my, my parents are just like, oh, you know, you know, you don't got to leave, you know, stick around, you know, we're all working together and we're making a, we recently bought some property where we're going to build a house oh, where I'm Lord. supposed to live, but I mean, I'm going to be next door to my parents anyways. So I, I just, I just been telling them, I, you know, I, I need to leave. I need to, you know, yeah. leave the nest, you know, this, yeah. that house that you guys want to build is literally going to be right down the road. You know, what's the point? That's right. So here's what I advise you. Get out of there right away and move way somewhere away from them. Get your own job and live your own life. You got to get away because mama is ruling that and she's not going to let you go. Mm-hmm. So you got to move. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. I, you know, I did okay. it this morning. I've been doing it the last couple, you know, pretty much since, since I've been listening to you and I feel like it helps. Yeah. And, you know, I also wanted to ask you something. But let me tell you this first. I ever, let me tell you this. Save your money. Octavia, what's her name? Yes. Octavia, save your money Uh and don't let your mama know. Go into your apartment and then move and then tell them you're gone. Because she's going to find a way to keep you there. All right? Okay. That's dumb culture that you should have to stay home. Don't live with your mama. Okay. So get out of there. Save your money and secretly move. And and can you give me you know I I know you say you know the way you say it is so easy but can you give me like a like a you know like a template or so, like like you know something I should say to her as far as forgiving her because I want to do that before I move out. And, oh, you haven't done that you know, yet. Because I, I just feel like she she's a devout Catholic, and I oh, just feel like she's kind. gonna bring the wrath of you know. All in the name of Mary. <laughs> Listen. You haven't gone to your mother yet? No. All right, I want you to do that. Go to her and say, you know what? 
you are an evil woman, and I hate you. But I realize you can't help it, and I'm sorry for hating you, and I'm out of here. And then drop the mic. (laughs) Really, you just got to do it, buddy. You're right. And still go to my dad and, and forgive him for not protecting me? Absolutely. Okay, because whenever I argue with my dad, I, you know, when it's with my mom, it's like, you know, like whatever, you know, we get over it. But like when it's with my dad, I just feel like my world is not at peace, you know? Yep. I just feel like something is, is wrong, like something Absolutely. is really wrong, you know? Absolutely. So go to your father, forgive him for not protecting you from her. He can't help it. And then, uh, but deal deal with your mother. It's going to be the hardest thing to do, but once you do it, it'll be over. Okay. And Jesse, one last question regarding the silent prayer. Yes. Um, The first time I ever did it, you know, the first few times I would listen to your, uh, to the uh, 15-minute video, and uh, the first night that I did it, I decided I was going to do it. You know, I didn't really feel anything but then you know as 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 the silent prayer the video was going towards the end yes um and and you know all i could my eyes were closed and all i could see was you know just black you know just you know black nice and then out of nowhere i i could just see my dad in front of me uh smiling and then i could just feel like my i started crying with my yeah. eyes closed, and yeah. it wasn't like I wanted to cry. Like it wasn't, I wasn't sad or anything. Yeah. But I could just see my dad smiling, and and I could just feel like my eyes like leaking, like like just pouring, you know, tears. Like what, what was that about? I mean, what, I, I don't, you know, I just would like to get some. Does <laughs> it sound so Mexican? <laughs> what was that about? <laughs> um, you know what? That happened to me. I didn't see the father face, but. When you repent, there's a, um, a sadness you experience that is not like a human sadness, but that's part of the repentance process. So you're doing fine. That's amazing. Okay. And don't, and don't try right. to figure I, it out. Just observe it and allow whatever happened to happen, and it'll all come clear to you later. So don't worry about it. That's amazing. Okay. All right. Thank, thank you so much, Jesse. I got, I got so many other questions to ask you, but... Call the show. There at church, and and I'll I'll be sure to call call the show. Okay, yeah, call uh, the show. But but thank you so much. You're welcome, man. But go deal with Mama, and then you could move out of there. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, Uh, sir. All right, buddy. Ain't there something want to build a house right next door? What the? Mama making sure he doesn't get away. (laughs) What the? Yes, sir. And then and then, oh yeah. I saw him first, and then you. Okay. Yes. Um, well, I wanted to know your view on, like, philosophers. Lately, I've been, like, just reading up out of curiosity on different philosophers from, like, the 1800s and stuff. And um, one of the philosophers I want to speak on, his name is um, Frederick Nietzsche. And he spoke about, like, Christianity in, like, a way of disgrace. Like, he doesn't like Christianity. But he was, you know, viewed as a very high thinker in that time. So he he said something about Nietzsche attacked the Christian religion as represented by churches and institutions for what he called its transvalutation of healthy instinctive values. Nietzsche contrasts the Christians with Jesus, whom he regarded as a unique individual. Um, 
his case against Christianity was that it kept people down, that it smothered them with morality and self-loathing. His ideal human is one who is free to express himself. Like a great artist or a Viking warrior, morality is for the little people. It is, it's the way the weak manipulate the strong. And what, I, you know, I don't know about that cat, yeah. but I do know Christianity is the best religion on earth. And it doesn't enslave you, it set you free. Mm. It really does. Mm. But if they're doing it the way the churches are teaching it, just teaching the Bible to you and quote scripture, you're being enslaved. Right. You're not being made free. Right. And that's why God said you must be born again of the spirit. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. There's nothing but freedom in that. Okay. He so, also said God is dead and we killed him. We killed God? Yeah. I wouldn't read that book if I were you. I don't know. <laughs> Where is he now? Oh, he's dead. But he's dead too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I wouldn't. Uh, God okay. is not dead. Okay. Wait. He's very much alive inside of you. For sure. All right. Yeah, it's just I was just observing like just different philosophers and their minds. Right, but let it go in one and out. Yeah, for don't sure. hold on to it. Okay. Right. Um, the young man in the back, and then Victoria. Right there, yeah. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for taking this. I'm just wanting your opinion on uh, something we've talked about, the masks and the virus. And I feel like that the world has not understood that the, the, the masks that we wear and the virus are talking are about like wearing uh, a chain link fence protecting us against water running through it. And I've just simply invoked my basic... BLM slash rioters' rights, which say I don't have to respond to any laws, any police, any rules that apply to people like us that are supposed to wear these masks and all that. Yeah. And wondering what the what your take is on these people that don't wear it versus the general populace that is supposed to wear it and not ask questions. Well, there are a lot of people not wearing them because they don't have the fear and they're not being controlled by the government like that. And then there are those who wear them out of fear, and the government is controlling them. So there are different reasons people are doing it. But children of God should not have fear, and you'll see the right thing to do. And the government is never supposed to control us. We control the government. We, got, we have sense enough to look out for ourselves. We don't need some stupid government telling us when to put a mask on and when not to. Because the more control you give them, the worst they're going to get. So we got to take back the government. That's why y'all need to be running for office, right? Run for something. We need good men and women in office, right? Victoria. Okay, now my question seems a little petty compared to what we've been talking about. Okay. <laughs> when you were talking about um, men not taking money from women, right? I absolutely agree with that. But my question now is um, you also say that when we're dating, men and women are not supposed to sp spend money on each other. So the man yeah. is not supposed to a little bit. purchase You know, anything. you're going to lunch, <laughs> buy a little cheap lunch. No, 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 no. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> Jack in the box. Wait, Jesse, because we have a lot of men listening. So, um, so what my question really is, is if we 
as women, if we follow that where we don't allow him to pay for anything, at what point does this man demonstrate that he is a leader and will be able to take care of the household? You'll be able to see that. That's why you're supposed to date (laughs) as individuals and not be all into one another like Mm -hmm. that so you can see what you're getting. And then at some point, you would know this man would be a good husband. You would just see it. Okay. And, but if he's like carrying on like that, now there's nothing wrong with buying a dinner, right? I'm just playing about the jack in the box. But let's say that he invites you out to dinner, mm-hmm. he should pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't let him just shower you with gifts and money and all that mm-hmm. because he only want one thing from you. <laughs> And I can't say what it is. I was going to say, what is it, Jesse? And it starts <laughs> start with an S. Samples? You're close. It's okay, samples. Then do all things, in all honesty, do all things in moderation, then you can't go wrong. Okay, that was my question, because I thought, you know, you can... Um, I don't know, I don't want to say train, but I don't know any other word to use. But if you, sometimes if you allow people in general to get accustomed to um, treating you a certain way, where you go half on everything or whatever it is, it could be anything. It's hard to break that because yeah. you've already established that that you're both going to pay for whatever is yours. So when do you come together as a unit and he says, now I'm the leader? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's hard for me to conceive that a man can actually do that after That's doing. That's too much thinking, though. I know. What I know. the? As I started talking, I'm like, now you're yeah. crazy. <laughs> That's but crazy. you get what I'm saying. I don't know that a man Listen, can snap out of it. But you're not, it's, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. If you live in the presence of God, you're going to see how to do it the right way. Don't worry about that. He got your back. It'll work out. So even if the guy is not of God, right, he's not a son of God yet, but you are. That's why women need a, uh, that's a line that a guy should not be able to cross. You need to have self-respect for yourself and then love what's right, and you'll see how to do it in the right way because he can't take it any further than you allow him to. You know what I'm saying? And women used to have that. They had a line you just don't cross, and the men respected that. Matter of fact, they prefer a woman that has a sense of self-respect mm-hmm. than than some that one. I know, I know what you mean. Women the kids that have are here, restraint. so I can't yeah. say it. Yeah, no, I, I get you. But thank you for clarifying because I think sometimes some of the men get a misconception and they feel that they aren't supposed to do certain things. They take sometimes your words a little too literally, from what I. Well, I've they're seen. not paying anything on you. No, not that, but I think. <laughs> but no, just in You're passing. Like Jesse said, I got to take you to Jack in the Box. No, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's all I'm saying is even some of the women are like, no, I don't think I should pay. And I'm like, but he asked you out. So yeah, if he invites so you should. out, he should pay. <laughs> because it's an invitation, right? So you make it clear before you leave the house. Are you paying? <laughs> no. Uh, that way, it's already out in the open. And go order yourself a nice little meal and enjoy it, and he'll pay. Okay. Thank you, Jesse. That, re- that did clear- clarify it for me. So. Oh, okay. Oh, amazing. <laughs> uh, wow, so many hands. I got so much to say. Let me take this hand. He was first, and then here. 
All right. Yes. When you said about not taking money from the woman, uh, last night uh, I'm talking with Luisa and I met a, a strange fella. He was a millionaire and he offered her a job in, in law, which would pay a lot and was a great environment. But she doesn't want to do law. And I thought it was, I had misunderstood her. Uh, she starts crying, just, just exploded and says, you don't understand, I don't want to make a lot of money. When I make a lot of money, I become a different person. Yeah. I don't want to make a lot of And she's, she's just breaking down. And I'm like, calm down, it's okay. The minute we have kids, you're not going to, I don't want you to work. Okay. I said, I don't want you to work. I said, the ideal, I would love to. I said, I don't want you to work. Nice. You know, don't worry about that. You know, I'm not pressuring you because the devil is always there. Yeah. And uh, she, I always tell her, I didn't say that. The devil told you this. So she videotaped one of our conversations. <laughs> and, and she exploded. This was two days ago. And I said, okay. And then she goes, see, I'm videotaping. She, like, as if, like, aha, I got you. I said, okay. So I said, let's play it back. And she plays it back. I didn't say what she said. She said, I said. I said, you want to play it back again? She plays it back again. Yeah. I said, where is it? Where did I say those words? And she, she's dumbfounded. Right. Uh, are you still going to marry her? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, they can't help it. What do you say? Uh, it takes them 50 years to get it, and then right. they get it and we die? Yeah. yeah. No, she, she'll be, you got to be fine. I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Um, it, I was blown away. That's why the men have to be loving what's right, so you're going to be controlled by that. Real fast, sir. Yes, sir. I think the idea of dating as a way to get to know people is uh, a pattern of this world that is a falsehood. And yeah. from my own experience, it's because when we date, uh, we're putting on a show, each of yeah. us, the man and the woman. We're presenting this idealized self. We're creating an environment where we're going to a nice restaurant or a concert or something that's not real life. If you want to get to know people, from my experience, you be with them in their real life. You be with the man at their church, at their workplace, around their friends, around their family, then you see what they're really about, not going out on a special occasion, and then you will see what that man is about and what you, as a believer, should be looking for is, is this a man of God? What are his morals? Yeah. Is he an honest person? What's his character like? The rest of the stuff will come from that in terms of him taking care of you or the family, etc. That's my experience. Good point. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, ma'am. What do you want now? <laughs> No, I was just going to say something about what Victoria said. Uh, my dad always told me, because, um, you know, when you're, like, little, when you're growing up and trying to make a business or trying to get money, try to, like, get out of your parents' house or whatever, you don't have too much money, right? And you're dating and stuff like that. He always told me it doesn't matter if a guy pays you or not. That's not the point. You should always see his character and how hardworking he is. And be true to yourself, too. Don't lie to yourself. Yes. And if you don't lie to yourself, you will see that. You, It's just going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. And, and that's what he always taught me. And I was, you're crazy. No, this is not like this. But now I understand it more. Right on. Nice. So I got to ask this quick question. Uh, and then I got to kind of wind it down. All right. Because we're going to end on time. Come hell or high water. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. All right. Um, in the Bible, it says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Y'all heard that before? Yeah. Anybody ever done that? Yeah. And were you saved? Apparently. No. You got saved when you did that? That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it says. Were you you did that, right? Yes. And, and were you saved when you did it? Yes. From what? Hell. And how did, and what do you mean? Explain yourself. Well, according to the word, if you believe in Jesus, that he was the son of God, that he, you know, died for our sins, that uh, you'll get into heaven, that he is the only way. Oh, you'll be saved so that you could get into heaven. Yeah. Because oh, if not, they said that your sin separates you from God and God cannot be around sin. And so, so you do know, you think you're going to heaven now? Yeah, I know I'm going to heaven. You know it? Yeah. I don't know about that. No, I don't know either. But it's not for you to know. It's for me to know. How do you for know each, for sure you're going to heaven? It's just... Uh, my own relationship with God, you know, through his son, Jesus. And uh, from what I've read inside the word and from what he's put inside my heart and then how I've lived and what I've gone through and the stuff that I can look back upon and go, all right, you know, you're there with me each step along the way. And it's having that faith, you know, but uh, I, I, I never worry when I was getting shot at it in Afghanistan, like, Hey, am I going to die today? It was like, no, not today. I have a plan for you. Yeah. I'm going to hold this for next week because we're so out of time. But smoke on it. How many potheads we have here? Only night, I lost. Only night. Only night. So. You smoke pot? What? What do you say? Only You smoke pot up there? Also, all right, listen. What happens in Vegas? So stays I, in I Vegas. smoked a little pot in Vegas. So he didn't spend the money on a slot machine. Nah. He spent it on pot. <laughs> nah. Just a little. It's like a little. Um, but I'm not. That's I'm all not it really, takes. Yeah, I'm not into it though. I don't like how I make it. Yeah, we're all, all pot here. So. <laughs> no, I get super weird. Like I don't like. I don't like feeling. Like what made you smoke it then in, in Vegas? It was peer pressure. I didn't even buy it. It was with the friends I was with. They went oh. to the dispensary. So I didn't spend any money on weed, and it was just like smoked. So I was like, "What is it? like? Just smoke it." I was and like, they Dang. made you smoke it. Pretty much. I mean, it didn't make me, but I, I I hit it like once or twice. But it was a that was enough to like. <laughs> I was weird, like you know, for like a All good right. two hours. I was weird, like. All right. Well, we'll deal with that next Sunday. <laughs> uh, thank you, Pahead. <laughs> Dave, do you just want to? I just want to read off the. Okay, go ahead, real fast, because I'm going to end on time today. We so we can't. Who said that? We can't get to the. Oh. We can't get to the rest of the college. How did your but, wife kill you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I just I want to acknowledge Jose in Richmond, California, asks if he's attract attracting evil for wearing MAGA hats. 
Christian in South Carolina is trying to or- overcome pornography. Charles in New Orleans, Louisiana, asked if his past matters if he was born again. Samuel in uh, Washington wants to give his testimony since he forgave. And Ron in Rhode Island is 36 with kids living in his parents' home. Help. Sorry, callers, we can't get to you. Call tomorrow, right? So listen, callers, I can't get to you. Call me tomorrow. Amazing questions. Uh, So call me tomorrow, right? And we'll deal with those issues. I really appreciate it. The biblical question, which do you prefer, time or freedom? Uh, Eric, what do you, which do you prefer, time or freedom? Freedom. Wait for the mic. Freedom. And why freedom? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really think about it, actually, since last week. It just seemed well, obvious yeah. to me that you would pick freedom, right, over time. So you just pick out a number? <laughs> no, well... Uh, I guess what it makes me, causes me to do the question is create a hypothetical story in my head where I'm offered more time, let's say, in, let's, okay, for example, you could go to j- live in prison for 50 years or you could be five years a free man and then you die. Which would you choose, right? Well, I would like to think that I would pick five years of freedom. Amazing. Let right. me ask this young man and this young lady, and then I'll come to you. Amazing. Uh, right here. In the red, which do you prefer, time or freedom? Um, it kind of seems like it would be the same to me, but if I had to choose, it would be freedom. And why freedom? Um, because if I have no freedom, I would feel like I'm in prison. What? If I have no freedom, I would feel like I'm in prison. W- what is freedom? Um, being able to express however you want to be, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you prefer freedom? If anything, yeah. Okay. This young man here, and then the young lady way in the back is just dying to answer. <laughs> freedom. You prefer freedom, freedom? And, and why? He doesn't know what. Right on. <laughs> nice choice. That's an alpha male. Alpha male, not a beta. Do you mind answering that for me? If you sh- is this your first time here? Yes. Oh, I don't want to put pressure on you and scare you. What's your name? Ruth. Ruth? Yes. Oh, welcome, Ruth. Thank How you. How did you hear about us? I've been watching your show since May. Right and, on. And I forgave my mother in July. How did that go? Um, she, she took it well, but in her own way. Which was hell on earth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know what you mean. And how about your father? I forgave him right before um, I went to see him in Florida. Well, I actually forgave him on my way to Florida. And I said, you know, I really didn't feel like I was listening to your show and I didn't really feel like I needed to forgive my father. I always had a great relationship with him, always wanted to be like his you know, his one of his minions. I've always wanted to be with my right father. On. He was always, like, unfortunately, he married his mom. Yeah. But he was a very, very good father. Right he on. Lo- very patriotic, Christian, well, Bible thumper. But, you know, he, he set those values within nice. me. 
So I really didn't need to forgive him, but I've been listening to your shows and I didn't know what to do. So I just decided to go ahead and just do it because once I forgave my mother, oh my goodness, my life really changed. That's it, right. It was really amazing. I, I already thought I had an amazing life and I already thought I was already on a path. And I was surprised, surprised. Yeah. Believe me, I was very shocked to hear and to experience what I did, because I didn't think my mom would take it that way, but she really, she, she hasn't spoken to me since. My birthday nice. came, and <laughs> came and went, and I called my father, because, you know, I, I know where he is, yeah. so I just decided to, let me reach out to him. Let, I'll continue to reach out to him, and I guess I'll see my mom and whatever she wants to do. My, fa- my husband doesn't think that, you know, like, he thinks that there, there can be some recuperation, some coming together. With but who? My mom. Uh-uh. Tell your husband. Divorce him. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to put you back in hell. No, he's been trying to get me to watch your show for a really long time. I'm like, oh, Jesse, yeah, that's But cool. don't let him send you back to mom. <laughs> no, no. He wasn't trying to send me back to mom, but it's family. So like, we always like to see no, each other. No, your family now is your spiritual family. Right, right. That's really. why we're here today. Those that have been truly born again, not right. the Bible thumpers, but those that have been truly born again. Now, if your mother call you up and say, you know, I'm sorry, daughter, you're right. Never happened. I've been wrong. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, she'll come over and destroy your kids. She'll destroy your marriage. It'll be pure hell. So be blessed that you have forgiven her, and now you love her with the right kind of love. And that's what right. it means to honor your parents, to love them without hating them, and you'll be fine. Thank you so much, Jesse. I really came here to tell you thank you because my life is... My life was already good, but now it's amazing. Absolutely. And it's going to get better. It really is. It's amazing that the key to life is to go and forgive mama. And that's the last thing people want to talk about is forgiving mama. Forgive mama and you can be free and return to your father. That's all it takes and the rest is easy. But the best kept secret is mama. Satan is something else, huh? He's dressed up in pretty body, and we think that mama is nice. <laughs> no. Uh, would you prefer peace or freedom? I mean, a time of freedom. To me, time is an illusion. That's how I see it spiritually, is an illusion, and I would prefer freedom. That's amazing. Is that your husband right there? Yes, it is. Whoa. What's your name? Abraham. Let your, let your husband have it. Abraham. Are yeah. you Jewish? Yep. Amazing. I love the Jews. We love I you do. too, Jesse. Right on. I, love, I don't care what the Jew haters say. I love the Jews. If it wasn't for Judaism, there would be no Christianity. So I'm grateful. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, any questions for me? Not really. I just wanted to come see you. I knew this would be amazing. I don't have any questions. I've listened to you for a long time. So. Right on. Are you guys live here in L.A.? No, no. Out in uh, another state. Okay. So which you prefer, time or freedom? Freedom. And why freedom? With freedom, you can do everything. With freedom, you have the free will. God gives you free will. You need freedom. As she said, time is somewhat of an illusion. You right know, on. You have to have freedom to do God's will. And because I got it in it, I prefer freedom, too. Because there is no such thing, as the young lady said, as time. Really, time doesn't exist. 
is an illusion. But freedom, when you, to me, freedom is being free from sin, to have perfect love, because when you have freedom like that, um, you can deal with anything. You, you were saying you can overcome anything. You can deal with life. When you have freedom, freedom from within, freedom from sin, from hell, there's nothing like it. And the time, time doesn't exist. It's just an illusion. You're absolutely right. So that's my quick answer to that, all right? My brand-new biblical question is, um, oh, when Jesus said, I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> I'm black and slow. Didn't look like Spanish. <laughs> Have Nittany come here real fast. I can't even read it because there's so much all gummy gummy stuff. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Caesar, how's your son doing? He's drawing closer to you, right? He loves his father. It's so amazing to see them together. Yeah, especially since the, the whole quarantine thing and he's not in school, it's it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have him at home than uh, at school right, right now. Right on. So. so is your wife obeying now? Of course. Good. Yeah. <laughs> you told Hoppo to be. <laughs> Good, man. Yeah. I saw their life change. Like It was amazing to see a whole family change like that. Once season woke up, everything started to change. And it's in the men. And you can, your wife would come to order if you're in order. She can't help it. What's my new biblical question? It's, um, what did Jesus mean when he said, out of 1,000, I'll choose one of you, and out of 10,000, I'll choose two of you? That's my new biblical question. That's an amazing question. You're going to love it. Think about it, all right? You're going to love it. And so let me just tell you this, because we're truly out of time. Make sure you all do the silent prayer. Stay with the prayer no matter what you're going through, no matter how you feel. Do the silent prayer so you can stay present with God. So when Satan comes to try to rob you of that, you can see him coming, and he won't be able to bring you down with him. So when you are feeling weird or whatever you're going through, enjoy that too. Feel the same way about the down that you feel about the highs. Have a good attitude with both. All right? have a good attitude because they're both imposters. So don't fall for it. So let me say this. So I have a new position open here at the office. Uh, I'm looking for a CPA kind of a person. Why is that funny? <laughs> Do you guys know what CPA, ladies know what CPA means? What? Accountant. A certified what is it, Dave? Certified. Yeah, certified personal accountant type of thing. Oh, you need to know book accounting and bookkeeping and how to run a front office. All right, so we have, it's a full-time position. And uh, make sure you know how to do it. <laughs> Don't do it just because you like the church or you like me. You got to, because the front office is very busy. So you have to really know how to run it. All right? Keep the books and send out thank you letters and take phone calls and make counseling appointments and things like that. So it's a serious job. And uh, it's an immediately open. So as soon as we can find someone, uh, uh, 
what's her name? That were, oh yeah, Christina will be able to train you. So have some idea about it, all right? And send us your resume if you know how to do it. But know how to do it. And listen, let me tell you what it's like working at our office. You know how we all seem so nice, right? <laughs> and we do get along, but we argue, we make jokes, we, I yell at the guys, and it's so much fun yelling. <laughs> when you're wrong, I just say out loud, you're wrong. Why did you do that? All right? And so you can't be an emotional person like that. Don't come here thinking that it's going to be like heaven. All right? Be strong in character so you can deal with whatever happens. We're just human beings. And so don't think that it's just going to be all sweet and nice. It's going to be fun, though. We do have fun, but we tend to just be honest with one another. And I can always tell when the guys first come here to work, and they're like really like in the church, they're like Jesse did, when I have to yell at them, I can see the change that take place. I'm like, beta. And then they get mad because I call them a beta. <laughs> but they eventually get over it. All right? So they do come here weak. The guys do too, right? But it's fun. But it's serious. It's a lot of work, especially at the front desk. It's a lot of work. So if you're interested, send it. Uh, but you got to know it because I can't train you. Christine would do a good job in training in it, but already know bookkeeping and that kind of stuff, all right? Uh, where should they send a resume? Bond at bondinfo.org. Bond at bondinfo.org. And I'll tell you, Jesse, it pays pretty good. It's a full-time position, all right? And don't be getting married. Because it's like we always get married folks and they don't last. So my first question is going to be now, are you getting married? <laughs> At least try to last a year. Because you get you well-trained, and now we've got to train someone else, all right? All right. Any questions about that? Uh, Jesse? Do they need to have a degree or no? What does that mean? Well, how much do they have to do? Do you want an actual CPA, or do you want No, it doesn't have to be a CPA per se, but at least no accounting, bookkeeping. Okay, and don't come here thinking you like me, because I yell at you at work. <laughs> and you may be disappointed that Jesse is yelling. I yell, not angry, but I just want it done right. You know what I'm saying? So I yell at work, and I may yell in front of everybody so you may feel embarrassed, but it ain't personal. <laughs> you will feel embarrassed. But it's not, in the next minute, it's no big deal. Just do it, all right? Is that clear? So I may, yeah, but it ain't personal. It doesn't mean, like, now we're enemies, I'm running out and talking about you and all that crap. None of that. All right? Okay, I'm just an old guy running through an office trying to get it done. Well, hold it. I got to wind down. Just you hold can't your, end it. Hold your, what? You can't. No, hold it. Let me do this first. Okay. And then we'll hear your testimony. Okay. Take that mic. 
<laughs> so uh, I think that's the only position we have right now, but it's a very important position. It's the full-time. So let us get your resume if you are interested. All right. What else, Hermes? Oh, cool. Y'all want to meet this Thursday? Yeah. Okay. This Thursday at 7 p.m. for ladies only. Uh, so we'll be here. So I'm glad the president is doing well. The prayer has worked out. So you know he had the Chinese virus thing, right? And he came through it like a real man should deal with it. Not a wimp. That's how you deal with things. Stop wimping. All right? Take it. Relax. God is with you. That's the way you should do it. Uh, I think that's it. So thank you all for your donations and your support. We will be here tomorrow on the radio. Uh, if you need counseling, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. Uh, go to the website, rebuildingdemand.com, or call 800-411-BOND. And that position is open right now, and Christina is going to hang around so she can really help someone get trained. That way we don't be stuck with it. So she's given us a lot of, uh, enough time, really nice time to get it done. Uh, what else? That's it. So thank you all so much, all right? I got to get this done, man. No, we'll get to your testimony. All right? Thank you so much. Thank you all for coming. Amazing. <laughs>